Uh-oh. It's Saturday afternoon, and you and your siblings have been running around the backyard playing a lively game of catch. The game started off casual, but with each throw, it got a little more competitive. Determined not to let your siblings one-up you, you back up to the edge of the freshly cut lawn and throw the ball just a little harder than you know you should. Both your siblings try to outrun each other to catch it, keeping their eyes on the ball above their heads. Then, as if in slow motion, it happens. They aren't watching where they're going and they trample your mom's new herb garden, destroying it in the process. Both of them jump up to catch the ball, but miss, and it shatters the window. Uh-oh is right. Your mom comes running out of the house, making sure everyone's okay. When she asks you and your siblings what happened, you all feel that uncomfortable emotion no one likes. Guilt. So what do you do with that guilt? Make excuses? Defend yourself? Blame your siblings for not catching the ball? Sink into despair about how your mom will never forgive you? Chances are, your mom just wants you to tell her what happened so you can all move on. Guilt is a tricky thing to handle, but it's something everyone experiences. It's very easy to try to defend ourselves or blame others for our sins and mistakes so that we don't have to face the consequences of them. Or we may get overly emotional when we feel guilty, drowning in despair rather than simply owning up to what we've done and resolving the relationship. God doesn't want us to be trapped and held back by guilt. Like a parent when a window is broken, He just wants us to come to Him with our guilt, take responsibility, and move on. In Luke 18, Jesus tells a story about two people and how they handled guilt differently. This parable can teach us how to talk to God even when we feel guilty. Luke 18, verse 9 to 14. There were some people who thought they were very good and looked down on everyone else. Jesus used this story to teach them. Let's stop here for a second. Why was Jesus' story about guilt prompted by people who thought they were very good and looked down on others? Well, as we'll see in the story and countless times throughout the Bible, God cares about having a close relationship with us more than anything else. And just like in any relationship, hiding the things we feel guilty about stops us from being close. So when we are afraid or unwilling to admit our guilt, that puts distance in our relationship with Him. If our goal is to be close and connected to God, then guilt is just something to resolve so we can do that. If our goal is to feel good about ourselves, then we'll likely avoid guilt at all costs since it tends to make us feel worse. Let's see what Jesus has to say about different ways of dealing with guilt. Luke 18, verse 10 to 13. One time there was a Pharisee and a tax collector. One day they both went to the temple to pray. The Pharisee stood alone, away from the tax collector. When the Pharisee prayed, he said, "'Oh God, I thank you that I am not as bad as other people. I am not like men who steal, cheat, or commit adultery. I thank you that I'm better than this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of everything I get.'" Imagine coming to the temple to pray. You're the Pharisee, you've been there many times. The route is familiar and showing up here is just what you do. You smile and wave to your friends as you stroll up the temple steps. But today, something is different. Much to your annoyance, you get stuck behind someone who is walking very slowly, obviously new here and not sure where to go. 
Roll your eyes and try to keep a smile on your face, shoving your irritation down because you're aware of your reputation of being good and righteous. As soon as you're able, you briskly stride out from behind this newcomer to your usual prayer spot, ready to give God a good report about how hard you've been working this week. Sure, there are a few little things you wish you'd done differently, but come on, you've tried really hard, certainly more than a lot of people around you, so surely that should make up for any minor mistakes you may have made. You finish praying and head out of the temple, relieved to be able to check that off your list, and you pass the guy who was slowing you down earlier. He's standing off in the distance with his head down. He must have done something real bad, you think, shaking your head and thinking how glad you are to not be him. You walk out the door, already forgetting your time at the temple, thinking about all the things you want to do. Luke 18, 13. The tax collector stood alone too. But when he prayed, he would not even look up to heaven. He felt very humble before God. He said, O oh God, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. Now let's look at things from the tax collector's perspective. You have a reputation too, but it's much different than the Pharisee's reputation. When you took the job as a tax collector, you probably knew that your fellow Jews would see you as a traitor, someone who steals money from them to give to the Romans. It's also pretty common knowledge that when tax collectors took money, they would charge extra and keep the leftovers. So maybe you've stolen from one too many people, watching families be torn apart, leaving men and women destitute and alone. It's obvious to you and to everyone else that you haven't lived the way God wanted you to. For whatever reason, today your mistakes have caught up with you. You've damaged people and relationships in ways you can't fix, and you realize you only have yourself to blame. Rather than rationalize, justify, or drown in your guilt, you decide to turn to God. As the Pharisee next to you shouts his prayers for all to hear, you keep to yourself. You shuffle over to the corner, not wanting to take up space. Though you may feel awkward or insecure about not fitting in or maybe not having been at the temple in a long time, all that fades as you pray. This is something you need to work out between you and God and nothing else matters. You admit your guilt, taking responsibility for it all. All you want is for God to hear you. So what's God's response to all this? Luke 18, 14. I tell you, when this man finished his prayer and went home, he was right with God. But the Pharisee, who felt that he was better than others, was not right with God. People who make themselves important will be made humble, but those who make themselves humble will be made important. Here, Jesus makes it clear that it doesn't matter how great or how terrible you feel. It doesn't matter how much or how little sin you think you have. What matters to God is your heart. God is merciful. He doesn't want perfect behavior from you but a close relationship. We can't be close if we can't acknowledge how we've hurt him and those around us. And the moment we do is the moment God says we are right with him. So how do you talk to God when you feel guilty? It may help to start as the tax collector did. Set aside some time to be with God, remembering that all God wants from you is you. Take off any masks and defenses. Be honest and humble about your guilt and watch your relationship with God grow. That wraps up the story for today. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave us a nice review. Have any questions or stories you want to hear? Drop us a line at podcast at deepspirituality.com.